Welcome to Season 2 of Museum Secrets. I'm your host, Lucy Dawkins, and every week I'll be taking you behind the scenes at the Ashmolean. There are a million objects here in the museum, each with its own hidden story. Come on in as we track down the weird and wonderful among them to give us a bite-sized pick-me-up in these challenging times. Today, we're heading into one of my favourite corners of the Ashmolean, the galleries in the furthest depths of the second floor. Here, you'll find the rings that are supposed to have inspired J.R.R. Tolkien, pocket watches shaped like skulls, and a whole room full of silver. And this is where we've stumbled on curator Matthew Winterbottom, peering into a case. Over to Matthew. Gallery 53, the Michael Welby Gallery of the Ashmolean, is filled with all sorts of strange and fantastical figures made of silver. One of my favourites among them is a curious-looking windmill with four sails and a flag fluttering on the roof. Such windmills were, and still are, numerous across the Netherlands, where they are used to pump water from the low-lying dikes. This particular windmill has quite a party going on in it. Three tiny silver men are loitering on a ladder leading up to the door, One is nonchalantly smoking, another flings open the door as if to welcome his friends in. On the sides of the building are two windows, each with a figure poking their head out and waving. The whole thing is perched on a perfectly curved little hill. It's a delightful little scene, but it gets even more fun when we turn it upside down. Because it turns out that the base isn't a hill at all. It is, in fact, a drinking cup. Known as a wager cup, It was made to be used in popular drinking games. This was the time before hot beverages, such as tea, coffee and hot chocolate, became popular and alcohol in the form of ale, beer or wine was drunk in astonishingly large quantities by virtually everybody, even children. Weak beer was even drunk at breakfast as it was safer than water. Fun drinking games were hugely popular, particularly in Northern Europe, and novel forms of drinking vessels were made to play them with. With this cup... Guests would hold the cup upside down and the bowl would be filled with an alcoholic drink. Once filled, it is impossible to put down as it will not stand up by itself. A wager, or bet, would then be made. Next to the windmill's ladder is a silver pipe. If you blow down the pipe, the mill sails rotate and a dial turns from 1 to 12. The player would have to blow hard down the silver pipe to make the sails and dial turn and drink the entire contents before they stop moving. If they failed to do this, then there was a penalty that was decided by where the dial stopped. The forfeit might be to drink yet more alcohol or to buy another round of drinks. The number on the dial would dictate just how many. The cup was then passed around the table for the game to continue. Of course, the more drunk the players got, the more mistakes they made, and the more forfeits had to be paid. Clearly, this was an easy way to get very drunk, very quickly. It seems to have been a popular pastime. Dutch genre paintings from this time often depict drunken tavern scenes and revelry. This is just one of many cups ingeniously designed to play drinking games. Another kind was a peg tankard, which had a series of small pegs down the inside. Drinkers would place bets on just how many pegs they could drink down to. Players who lost in the game were taken down a peg or two hence the origin of the phrase we still use today. The windmill form of these wager cups first appeared in the trading city of Antwerp in the southern Netherlands in the 16th century, before spreading to the north over the following hundred years. 
A cup was made in the Netherlands around 1640. It is made of gilded silver and has hallmarks that tell us that it was made in the city of Nijmegen in the eastern Netherlands, close to the border with Germany, probably by the goldsmith Hendrik Grunt. An enormous number and range of drinking vessels survive and are testament to the centrality of alcohol in the lives of some of our ancestors. Today, we would be astonished by the quantity and frequency of their drinking. However, we have to remember that the water wasn't safe and that beer was often much weaker than today. Wine was often watered down and sweetened with sugar and spices. Communal drinking, with cups of alcohol passed around, was often used to welcome and honour guests. It was descended from medieval feasts and banquets held in communal halls. In Northern Europe, welcome cups in the form of wild animals or fabulous monsters were used to honour guests or celebrate weddings. Guests were expected to take a drink from the cup men from the large hollow body of the beast, women from the smaller head that also doubled as a cup. You can see several of these elaborate cups within cups in Gallery 53, including a pompous-looking owl, dancing bear, and a proudly striding stag. With the introduction of non-alcoholic hot beverages later in the 17th century, such communal drinking and games fell out of fashion among the wealthy. However, many Oxford colleges still have their historic silver loving cups, which until modern health and safety concerns intervened, were passed around guests in hall during important dinners. A wonder through Gallery 53 is a lovely reminder of our endless capacity for fun when it comes to the simple act of sharing a drink, alcoholic or otherwise, with friends. Although it's become an all too infrequent pleasure this year, those of us here in England can finally join each other outside pubs again next week. So if you find yourself in the spring sun in the coming days, raising a cup with loved ones, perhaps you will remember the Ashmolean's windmill cup and the many hands that have done just the same for centuries. Do come and visit it when the museum reopens. Those tiny silver Dutchmen are ready and waiting to greet you with a wave. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Museum Secrets. You can find pictures of all of these cups in the link in the podcast notes. If you're enjoying our weekly tales, then check out the Ashmolean website, where you'll find more series of our podcasts. Join me next week for a family feud, ancient Egyptian style. Until then, stay well. <laughs>